0: Welcome everybody to Chumps for Change, the cultured, pop culture podcast committed to changing the whole goddamn world. I'm Bry. And I'm Jack. And we're your chumps, two broke artists who believe the world could be a better place. We hope this podcast can make a difference no matter how small. If you're putting in the work too, this one's for you. This is episode six of Chumps for Change. And today we're talking about...
1: Mindfulness.
0: Mindfulness. Yeah.
1: Is it six episodes? It's six. Okay, wow. We're so, really booking. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to start keeping better track of it because yeah. I have already lost track.
0: Yeah, we're, we're uh, proving and moving.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, today we're talking, it's actually, it's a little bit kind of a, a split thing um, okay. in terms of our topic. Sure. It's like, not what, a clean mindfulness break because I think just talking about mindfulness in and of itself would be kind of, um be a boring app, <laughs> personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, And and so I think as we're starting to learn like how we want to structure this, we're still kind of figuring things out and playing Mm -hmm. around with stuff. And part of what we're all about is coming up with solutions. And so it's almost more of a problem solution episode where, you know, the first half, I think the problem is chaos. Which there's been a lot of lately. Okay. And then the solution to that is mindfulness. So we can kind of start with the chaos, like the fun of it, the pop culture. Oh, chaos
0: is fun. Yeah. I (laughs) think chaos is fun for
1: sure. I mean, like. loves the chaos? You know, it's like a James Gunn movie. Like, it's just utter chaos. Utter Um, chaos. And that's where I think a lot of you know, last time we talked about Fast 9, mm-hmm. talked about all of these, I, chaos is definitely in the sphere right now.
0: Sure, um, it's on everybody's mind. Yeah,
1: so I, I figure we'll start there. Okay. Um, and then we'll talk about maybe, if you're feeling overwhelmed by that chaos, how to maybe I usually am. come up with a solution. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So right it's chaos and mindfulness. It's a bit of both.
0: Okay. I, I can, I'm along for this ride. I'm mm-hmm. along for this ride. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get started with the chaos. Yeah.
1: I mean, number one, I feel like, how has your life been lately? Because it's been, I don't know about you, it's been a hell of a August for me. Oh no! Anyway. It's
0: been very relaxing and oh, serene, yeah. and no, yeah, no, <laughs> nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been a lot of things hitting me from like every direction, and things sneaking up on you. And it's been a mm-hmm. pretty hectic couple of weeks.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, being in the tourism industry—I mean, your customer service too. Oh, yeah. I don't know. The, the customers have just been a whole other level.
0: They're like this last month. Not playing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there's, you know, there's kind of like a the usual summer back to school rush where sure. people are like, oh shit, we only have two weeks left. Let's and that like...
0: you can always anticipate. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But that has been even intensified by... Another wave of COVID, <laughs> yeah. where people are like, "Oh, we might not be able to do much for very long, so sure. let's get all those last couple <laughs> things in." Yeah, all
0: that nervous energy, you can yeah. feel it. It's kind of cuta- it's like
1: mm-hmm. like radiating. It's hard not to that get that, sucked and into. You're like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely that in the the energy, and also just you know, Chicago brought back its indoor mask mandate. Mm-hmm. So I think there's just all these different compounding factors yeah. that are making it very chaotic at least from my perspective.
0: Oh yeah a hundred percent there's I feel like a lot going on right now. I know in retail um, we start prepping for the holiday season very Mm -hmm. early so we're already in that mindset Um, that's quickly approaching and I'm like dang it's also like a reminder of how quickly I feel like this year is going by.
1: Yeah for sure. It's
0: like almost over and I'm kind of thrilled about
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) Ready for the next one? I'm
0: ready for the next one. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just going to always say that I'm ready for the next one. Because it just seems like one big busy a hectic year and you blink and then it's like oh mm-hmm. god got yeah. it all over again
1: and i think that figures into mindfulness too of mm-hmm. like it's real easy to in the chaos like just for your own sanity you gotta kind of run on automatic sometimes yeah where like some things require so much of your attention that you just can't be as attentive to some of the other things in your life that you wish you could be sure like it it's like all things like a balance mm-hmm. like you gotta you know play you got to know yourself more than anything but for some people it's I got to play two hours of video game for every customer that screamed at me during the day or you know like
0: and that's fine yeah I think it's kind of powerful to be able to find whatever it is that brings you solace and that kind of like brings you back to center Mm -hmm. after a very busy and just like oh god stressful day or week or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um and I feel like typically a lot of those um, kind of treats fall into vice category. Where it's like, oh, you just sat around watching TV all day, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. I love sitting around on the couch with you guys and just watching. It's something I look forward to. And we get to chat about it, we're all film buffs, so mm-hmm. it's like a whole other layer for us. So Yeah.
1: And and it's I guess it's being mindful with whatever it is for you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even mean that like if you you know, you have to watch X amount of T V every day. Yeah. Or you're a bad person or you should feel bad about mm-hmm. it. Like that's it's not really how it works. Everybody is different. And so everybody has a different relationship to things. And I think, again, we'll we'll get into it later, but a lot of mindfulness is about just knowing your own relationship to things. I like that. And and being able to know how to navigate it. Because if somebody watches, you know, eight hours of TV a day, it's, you know, no big deal. Yeah. But other people, you know, that's the signs that you're going through depression. <laughs> yeah. So it's like knowing your relationship to things so Definitely. you can know when things are out of whack. Tight.
0: I'm excited yeah. to talk more
1: about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but since we talked about TV, I feel like that's a great way to open up. Yeah. Like there's also a lot of chaos in... Um, things that are happening TV wise. I feel yeah. like, you know, again, Fast Nine, Jungle Cruise, all these movies Suicide that just kind of. Yeah, they just throw a lot Jungle at Cruise. you. <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Yeah, of course. Jungle Cruise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they're um, bringing the mayhem. The yeah. Rock always does, though. That's what true. did we just watch? Uh, San Andreas. Oh, San
1: Andreas. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's, oh, man. That was not my choice, but I was there for it. You
0: watched the whole thing. I did watch the
1: whole thing. (laughs) Well, I was very hesitant going in Mm. um, because it's not something I would go out of my way to watch. Sure. But it's one of those that's it's so Some movies are just so bad that it's really fun to watch just because you're aware they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. I so love it. It was kind of one of those. It was Good. like, all right, yeah. <laughs> like millions of people died through this experience, but five people, including The Rock, lived. So The
0: Rock always lives.
1: Oh, He's got like a contract. Did you know that? No. He has like contractually, uh, supposedly bring it back to Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. There was a fight scene between Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Vin Diesel. Okay. And they each counted their punches to make sure it didn't seem like one was winning over the other one. Because both of them have it contractually that they can't lose fights.
0: <laughs> That's pretty dope.
1: Which is crazy. Yeah. Like to get to the point where you that... have to count the amount of punches to I'll make sure that lose. they're even. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's such a ridiculous thing.
0: <laughs> Dang. Now I really want to like go back and rewatch it. Count and the punches. Count, and count yeah. the
1: punches. <laughs> make sure no one is obviously winning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because that's really what I'm thinking about. I'm like, I'm trying to think back. And now I want to go back to like when The Rock was just starting out. Like, Mm. has he ever lost a fight?
1: Oh, I'm sure way back. I mean, like Scorpion King. like we're talking uh, about like one of the first things he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan Fraser whooped his ass. Uh, Ah, R.I.P. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Brendan Fraser would never contractually say, I got to win a fight. Yeah. But good always wins. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he's just got good guy energy. Good guy energy. You can't top that.
0: Yeah, you can't. Hang. <laughs> yeah. Go for the rock. Honestly. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but still, I mean, <laughs> it's such a ridiculous thing. It does. There's there's a bit of like masculinity in it that oh, feels sure. super. Not healthy, but <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a whole other episode. Yeah.
0: Well, now if I ever get in a fight and I lose, yeah. it'll be kind of like you'll be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You you like to know there's a legal precedent yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I love getting special treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Disney for the first time.
1: Oh, yeah, how was that? It was chaos.
0: Chaos <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Which was really, I think, the best way to do it. Uh, but the the greatest thing was being able to get a pin that says it's your first visit.
1: Mm. And then
0: everyone's giving you like extra bread. Frozone's like yeah. keeping you out. Yeah.
1: They, they, well, okay, that's not why Frozone was <laughs> keeping you out. He didn't see the bad. He
0: saw the pin. He was like, really? yo. It was a pin-related thing? Pin okay. thing. I it thought was it was
1: more of the Wakanda thing. Oh, the where... Wakanda <laughs> thing was a
0: uh... nice. Yeah, <laughs> that was not
1: a first time thing.
0: <laughs> it was pretty tight, it yeah. was pretty tight. But yeah, pure chaos there. But the special treatment, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I just like getting singled out sometimes. Yeah. I feel nice. you, yeah. <laughs> and
1: and it's nice to, you know, to have people go out of their way to be mindful in exactly. a way that, like, makes it special for mm-hmm. you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And speaking of Disney, I mean, one of the most chaotic shows lately that we didn't really talk about, but we were really into is Loki. Oh,
0: Loki, um, yeah, yeah.
1: Because, I mean, the introduction of the multiverse, that mm. introduces so many chaotic elements yeah. and... I'm totally here for. I'm I'm loving what Marvel's doing.
0: Yeah, we're already taking like a deep dive with mm-hmm. like what if and yeah, then that if? No Way Home trailer. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. don't get me started on No
1: Way Home. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, I yeah, we watched that the night it came out like five times. Yeah. Andrew and I, we just kept like watching it over and over <laughs> and again. Um, because I mean, Spider Man is our oh, Spider Man's the best. You know, yeah, it's it's the nerdy dude that is you know gets superpowers and is able to it's it's every nerdy kid growing up it's their fantasy yeah. so spider-man becomes like the token you can
0: see yourself he's Spider-Man. your age yeah he's, like he's, you yeah. Were late, you're like ah mm-hmm. look
1: at this yeah guy. and so i'm super excited to you know i loved into the spider-verse oh
0: yeah yeah, yeah. um which time.
1: i'm glad did well because i feel like it set the precedent for all this stuff mm-hmm. um so yeah, no, it's it's really fun to be a part of. I'm already geeking out about it. There's yeah. no way I'm gonna. There, there's no way I could dislike the movie. I think. Sure. I don't want to jinx it. Oh, there's
0: no way you could dislike. The Alfred movie. Molina. Yeah, no, you're it. good. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's no jinxing. Will Smith <laughs> is
1: practically confirmed as yeah. Green Goblin. Like.
0: It's gonna be yeah. a good time. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I personally, I mean, this is a bit of a tangent, but I love Tom Holland Spider Man. I think.
0: Rank Toby Maguire. Spiders. Okay.
1: Yeah, Toby Maguire was the best Spider-Man. Um, but he, he was a better Spider-Man than he was Peter Parker. That's what I'll say. Mm, because mm-hmm, those movies mm-hmm. are hilarious. Because these are like thirty-five-year-olds pretending uh, to be eighteen.
0: Yeah. Shout out Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. It, <laughs>
1: like Flash Thompson is, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, <laughs> I can't even think of it right now. Oh man, it's eating me alive. I'll find it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Married Sophia Vergara. You know what I'm talking about. Oh,
0: Sophia Vergara. Magic Let's Mike. Let's see. Channing Tatum.
1: No, it's not Channing Tatum. <laughs> it's uh. Channing Tatum. I cannot of his name. God, this is eating me up. <laughs> oh, I know we're pissing off so many people that are listening, and no, um, but yeah, he's like very obviously a full-grown person.
0: Uh, uh, he's
1: roided out, and he's meant to be like 18. And he's just very clearly not. I I think those movies are laughable from that perspective. It's these real people who are pretending to be teenagers, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And, while you're still figuring that out, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think that...
0: Oh, Joe... Manganello Manganello? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Manganiello? Man- Mango? Joe Mango, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yes, Joe Manganello. There we go.
0: Um,
1: Him. He is Flash Thompson. Yeah. And then, you know, all the other versions of it are like a teenage kid. Sure. That's like a hunk of man meat. He
0: is a hunk of man meat.
1: Like, there's no way that that dude is 18 in those. And
0: picking <laughs> on children. Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> it, it just doesn't feel fair.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So, I, I don't buy the Peter Parker of... Um, that era.
0: What about Andrew? Andrew I think Garfield. Andrew
1: Garfield played a better Peter Parker than, a than a Spider-Man. A
0: Spider-Man, okay. Because
1: I know it gets riffed on a lot, but him skateboarding to Coldplay, let's go. Like I know that's that gets ripped apart a lot, but that is a teenager. That is like a very catch
0: me outside, yeah. <laughs> to some lifehouse, <laughs> absolutely. Like
1: I believed the the awkward romance between him and Gwen Stacy more mm-hmm. than you know. Like these grown people that are pretending to be children. It's a little bit more... Yeah. But I didn't think he was a good Spider-Man.
0: What makes a good Spider-Man?
1: Spider-Man is quippy.
0: Okay. Um, Oh, and Andrew Garfield doesn't have that?
1: Well, he... uh, And you're...
0: Fuck. (laughs) That social network
1: scene. (laughs) You're fuck me, flip me. See, now if that Andrew, that's (laughs) the difference. If Andrew Garfield were Peter Parker and he were this awkward kid that didn't know how to talk to girls, same as he played it almost, I think that's still fine. Okay. Um, And then he became the social network Andrew Garfield when he put on the suit. That would be a better (laughs) representation of Spider-Man than that awkward. And I just feel like Tom Holland gets the best of them both. Where like, I feel like there's a little bit of... With the anonymity of the suit sure. comes an ability to riff and to, like, mm-hmm. not give a fuck and just to egg on yeah. the baddies in a the way baddies. that, you know, it reeks of confidence in a way that Peter Parker himself yeah. doesn't have, it's which kind of I like, like that dynamic. It's
0: a great dynamic. I feel like that's yeah. what makes Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It's just...
1: And that's why you know to see a good Spider-Man, mm-hmm. not a good mm-hmm. Peter Parker. That's it's good, sure, but it's still a little disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the same way that Andrew Garfield's was, where he was a good Peter Parker mm-hmm. but a bad Spider-Man. Tom Holland is the best of both.
0: He's our Goldilocks.
1: That is my definitive opinion. I'm sorry we took so long on it, no, but it's, <laughs> uh, <it's just> important <laughs> I think he plays a really good Peter Parker and also okay. a really good Spider-Man. Let's so go. I'm excited to see this iteration go up against like the real gritty green goblin of the past sure. and you know all
0: yeah. the
1: other villains. It's a super exciting prospect.
0: It is. Can you hit me with that pronunciation one more time of I Joe Manganello?
1: <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I think it's Joe Manganello if I'm Manganiello. if I'm thinking of it correctly. Again, I might also be in the wrong. Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, didn't know his name. Say it three times.
0: I hope he pops. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Man. <laughs> if you're listening, Joe, tell us how to pronounce your <laughs> name. We need help. Yeah, but um, yeah, no. I I think all the multiverse stuff is like super exciting for me. Yeah. And even like, there's an element of, I read the Stephen King Gunslinger books, mm. which has like some multiverse stuff in it. Okay. I want to say multiverse. It's a little more like cosmic. Sure. Um, But it does have the same kind of chaos Energy. elements to it. Yeah. yeah, or like going across timelines sure. and all that kind of stuff.
0: I think it's pretty tight, though, when mm-hmm. you are established enough to have created this, like, world mm. where... You can, yeah, do all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Where you can jump around and like you have different characters. And I think that's just why film's so cool, yeah, it's crazy. It, I'm really excited to see all these other renditions and how where they go with it,
1: yeah, for sure. yeah. and and part of me also wonders how much it is that, like, I don't know. I think about like, if these movies came out ten years ago, we probably wouldn't have been ready. Mm-hmm. but we've mm-hmm. kind of reached this point where, we all have a general understanding. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, we it's like a concept that's out there. And I guess that's the exciting thing is that as humans start to understand more concepts more widely, mm-hmm. it, it, there's this never ending fuel of content that we've reached a point where we can do crazy multiverse shit and that's yeah. awesome and who knows where it'll be at in another ten years. You yeah. Know? We've Once really the memes and come whatever have evolved us.
0: A long way. Three Spider Mans mm-hmm. like Look at us. Growth. (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. Found our
0: Tom Holland finally.
1: Well, that's also, I mean, Sony had like that weird, the reason the Andrew Garfield movies got made is because Sony would lose its rights to Spider-Man if they weren't using the trademark for like 10 years. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So it came around to that point and they were like, all right, we gotta make another Spider-Man movie or else Marvel gets the rights. So there's a part of that that's also kind of an intentional cock blocking. Sure. Which, you know, as an artist is also kind of Mm -hmm. like the the studio system is obviously.
0: A little tainted. Yeah. It could use revamping.
1: Yeah. And I think too about like all the the remakes and redos that are happening now. Oh,
0: so many. It's
1: like sometimes it's hard to believe believe there's original thoughts out there. Yeah. So I'm
0: like, why can't we just alone? They just made another The Craft, which the original and sometimes it's upsetting. A uh, space jam. We still haven't seen space jam. Oh yeah, we I will say it. I did see a space jam TikTok that kind of scared me. So, now I'm a little I heard nervous. it's not
1: great.
0: Okay. Okay. Is
1: okay. that what it was about or No, did it... it
0: was just a giant LeBron stomping around.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. had <laughs> <laughs> a weird. I know what you're talking me. about.
0: It scared me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. But
0: uh, alas. But yeah, they're making a <laughs> bunch of remakes. <laughs>
1: yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, it, it is a little bit disappointing as people who want to have original ideas. Sure, to be like, is there really a market for that anymore? Yeah, because it does feel like it's more of the, I, I guess there's always the A24s, which is I'll good give to you know. That. I'll give um, you that. That's never gonna do like a remake of something. Sure.
0: But even then they're like, let me confirm because that uh, Alana Glazier movie we saw, uh, yeah. with uh, uh, Justin Thoreau, our boy, mm-hmm. Um, false positive. I think that was a take on um, Rosemary's Baby.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I mean is like, there's, there's a difference there.
0: Sure, sure, sure. Like being
1: inspired by art mm-hmm. or doing it in a new way even. Sure. I, I guess I see a difference in even between like a tasteful remake and one that is just a money grab. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. like honestly, I... I know a lot of other like identity politics got messed up or mixed into the uh, Ghostbusters reboot uh, um, or sure. like Oceans 8. Um God, sure. and see, I I think <laughs> what it is the the difficult part to describe is like it's really not about that. It's oh, just yeah. more about like have an original idea. Mm-hmm. Why not have this be like an all ladies heist movie or an all ladies ghost busting movie that has nothing to do with sure. the source content? Yeah, because it, it it's just using it, it's like Weekend at Bernie's an mm-hmm. idea. Like there's this dead corpse that you're propping up <laughs> to try and make money off. Yeah, um, and it's like okay, what What if we just revamped it and made it something else? Completely. Why does it have to go out of its way to like desecrate something that's already considered to... It just feels like a lose-lose in a way.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, yeah, in an even more devious way, like something that's set up to draw controversy because that's sure. what gets clicks and yeah. views now.
0: unfortunately.
1: So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's more, all right, let's do it. Let's just do it as its own thing or, you know... Let's not feel like we have to just it's time for another ghostbusters right?
0: yeah let's it, it either, uh what's different yeah, yeah how can it we... comes from
1: one of those two attitudes of not having faith in the idea itself so it needs to be attached to something else mm-hmm. or again go anything with the ghostbusters name is going to sell yeah. so let's just make a piece of shit and people will watch it sure. and either one of those is a fundamentally flawed <laughs> yep. thing I, I can't say which one for certain it is yeah but i know it's not a good movie like yeah. that's a no. Part that's hard to argue.
0: That's it was on so, when
1: um, it didn't have to be done. It was unnecessary. We were in
0: California, and it was just hard to watch because I hadn't seen it since I saw it the first time, and I was like, "Dang!" Like much like a Fantastic Four with like Michael oh, Jordan. Oh, Fan Four Stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Fan Four Stick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Killer cast, and then you have the name attached to it, and you're like, "This should have been." Yeah, it had so much potential.
1: Should have been. I mean, Should've that's could have been. That's a whole Would've other been. thing of like studio involvement mm-hmm. or the director. Like, I don't even know what's wrong with that. <laughs> a lot <laughs> <laughs> more than we could conceivably touch on in this episode. Again, chaos.
0: Chaos.
1: But <laughs>
0: let's reel it in. Let's yeah. Let's talk about enough chaos. <laughs> yeah. Enough with the chaos. We've had enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, to switch gears into maybe the solution to some of this chaos. Um, the thing I've been getting really into is mindfulness. Okay. Um, and a lot of it came through the chaos of my life. So a quick backstory: I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but like the most depressed I've ever been in my life was when I was working as a Domino's delivery boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, I don't know. I was I was in a completely I was detached. Sure. Let's say I just the reality of my life versus what I wanted my life to be were complete dead opposites and so i just was getting sucked into the chaos the pandemic was kicking off the winter had just
0: oh yeah finished mm-hmm. it was
1: it was the beginning of all the chaos that we are still in <laughs> and so i just got consumed by it like immediately being out there in the thick of it while it was all happening was sure. like too How much for me not? to handle yeah. yeah and then we had our move come up and we were like homeless for 24 hours and that was a whole other bunch of chaos mm-hmm. um and, and through all that, I was like, all right, it's time for therapy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's time for me to, to start doing this. And one of the first things was mindfulness that came up okay. of I realized how much anxiety that I have about things when I'm not in control. Um, and so my therapist immediately was like, all right, let's do some breathing exercises for when you're thinking or when you're like, there is an actual physiological, when you're stressed, you like, your breaths get shorter, you get ahead of yourself, your Mm -hmm. like chest feels like it's tightening. Um, and so my therapist was just like, all right, let's learn how to breathe. Yeah. (laughs) Like,
0: isn't that funny that we... I was just thinking about it's the how most basic all these thing that you got to relearn how to do eating, it. Eating uh, just all just you get so accustomed to doing them and then they eventually kind of venture out into mundane territory to mm-hmm. where you're you not lose control of You're them. not Yeah, sleep, all these very important yeah. things that really do take a toll on your body and your health. Mm-hmm. We just they become yeah, background and absolutely we need to learn how to freaking breathe
1: you gotta reel it in right <laughs> and so it was just a real basic like five five count in five count hold okay. five count out do that five times sure. so it was like the five method um and immediately i noticed how it helped like it's kind of the way she described it at first was like it's a hard reset for your body yeah. Where if you're getting ahead of yourself or you're getting lost in your thoughts or just really spiraling in a mm-hmm. way that, like, again, I I didn't know it at the time, but I was having panic attacks, like, every other day.
0: Check.
1: Yeah. yeah. While while we were watching stuff on the TV. You
0: were just. Like, you were
1: there. Yeah. And I would try and hide it. And, yeah. But, like, I would be, I would just get too invested in a movie even. Sure. I would get sucked into the movie. Wow. And start freaking out and would have to like do these breathing exercises to calm myself down. And so I I kind of immediately in that knew there was something to this whole mindfulness thing of, okay, if I pay attention to my breathing, if I get it under control, then it's more, I guess, I guess I have more control than I realized Mm -hmm. in a different way. Like I can't have control what I witness. I can't say, I'm never going to put myself in a stressful situation because that gives me anxiety. Yeah. Because I have no control over whether or not I'm in a stressful situation. Mm -hmm. But I do have control over my breathing. Mm -hmm. And so if that's something I can learn to reel in, it's something that I can kind of self-soothe and self-medicate anytime I do come across to a difficult situation. Um, And so mindfulness, again, kind of like pulled me out of (laughs) of that hole to, to an extent and
0: it sounds like it's your your montage. You just put on your suit and mm-hmm. you're playing with the webs. Yeah, and you're trying to figure yeah. out
1: like okay, yeah. yeah, I'm awkward, nerdy Peter Parker. <laughs> trying to
0: figure it out like ah, oh, this is how I breathe, and you're like falling, you're like passing out sometimes. Yeah, but you get it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, and
1: and I think yeah, just like right away, I was like okay, there's something to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and again. Um, Fast forward to now, I'm, I'm very big into meditation, okay. um, which has kind of become my new mindfulness um, thing. But I, I think it applies to a lot of different things like journaling, yoga, stretching even. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of different mindfulness practices that we will get into here. But I think the point is that being intentional, like a lot of times I think because everything does seem to be chaos at times, we forget. Sure how important intention is. Um, Cause it can seem like just random shit happening that you're out of control in. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, cultivating intention or being intentional or being mindful of certain practices can help you control the aspects that you can. Cause when you get caught up in the chaos, you tend to think that I have zero control.
0: Yeah.
1: And I mean, on certain things, sure. But I think there's always again your breathing, Mm -hmm. your how you're spending your time when you're not working. Like, unfortunately, we're we have to work. That's kind of where we're at as a society. Um, But you know, you can control the hours where you're not.
0: Sure.
1: How are you spending them? How are you decompressing? Are you being intentional in that time? And that does make a difference. Interesting. And can create a balance. I like that. Yeah. Um, The the three. Qualities of mindfulness. Let's break okay. it down a little yeah. bit, because mindfulness as as a word is kind of it's one of those therapy terms. You know what I mean? <laughs> one of those or or like a terms. spiritual. I've I've heard it used spiritually and and all sure. that. Sure, it
0: has some connotation. Yeah, to there's it. there's yeah. some
1: connotation there. Um, but but these are essentially the only three things that mindfulness um requires or is comprised of. I guess. Okay. And this is from the University of Minnesota. Um, It says, intention to cultivate awareness and return to it. Um, Thoughts?
0: Intention to cultivate awareness Mm -hmm. and return to it.
1: Yeah. I. What do you get from that?
0: Like the idea of being able to be present. Mm Because I think it's uh, a couple of things. It sounds like, can I also see it? You know I'm a visual. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect.
1: So it's intention to cultivate awareness and return to it.
0: Yeah, I like the action part of it, Mm -hmm. where it's allowing you to be present and Mm -hmm. recognize um, your surroundings and your relationship to those surroundings, how you're reacting. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And that's that's a great thing to, to Bring up is mm-hmm. it's not again putting yourself in a situation where you don't see or experience a certain thing, sure. but it is a recognition that you have a choice in how you respond. Okay, you know, like yeah. when you are being intentional in okay, I'm this is what I'm experiencing. Sure, you're aware of it. Yeah, that also gives you the choice in how I'm going to move forward from here. Mm-hmm. Like this stresses me out. Do I remove myself from the situation? Do I self soothe in a way that I know how? Mm-hmm. You know, you you start unlocking those options mm-hmm. you know a lot of times you if you see something you're like oh i have to be angry but you do have a choice in how you get to respond and by cultivating that awareness it kind of creates space between the thing that's happening and your response to it
0: and i like the idea that they said in return to it because it kind of implies that it's something that we've all mm-hmm. like experienced that we can get back to it if yeah we've Kind of straight away from that, yeah. um, Which I feel a lot of us have. So being able to kind of reconnect with this kind of sense of being that Mm -hmm. we've experienced, probably a lot of us when we were very younger, and then it just kind of went away because we kind of became oh, just we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, But to kind of
1: bring it back, bring it back, reel it in, reel that shit Mm -hmm. in, yeah. And and it yeah, it doesn't mean that you're not ever getting lost somewhere. Like for example. One of the meditation descriptions that I've used and has been really helpful Mm -hmm. in my journey, I think it comes from Muji. Okay. Um, But he, it's this visual of sitting in a train station and watching the thoughts like you're watching trains come in and come out of the train station. Mm. And you have a choice on whether or not you board the train or not. Sure. So if there's a thought or a feeling or a reaction that comes up, you have the choice whether or not I want to get on that train. Interesting. And it's something you don't realize at first you have the choice in doing. Yeah. You know, like you're just like, oh, I had this thought. Cool, let's run with it. And then you end up like i do this a lot i end up 15 minutes later like oh wow i was gone for 15 minutes yeah i still do it a lot because i'm just an active daydreamer Mm -hmm. but you when you start to cultivate the awareness you're aware of when you're doing it so Mm -hmm. you start catching yourself earlier like after five minutes oh i've been gone for a while let me come back yeah so you unintentionally start boarding trains (laughs) (laughs) um Especially like you know, if there's a train that comes along, like a, a an incredibly depressive thought or sure. like a scary thought, yeah. like those ones, you just you, you don't want anything to do with. So it's easy not to board that train. Mm-hmm. But certain trains are like a party, and you're like, yeah. oh, sick. Let's like go on. Let's fantasize about what it's like to be on Survivor for like sure. <laughs> half an hour. And it's easy to like just go with it and then realize, oh shit, I've, I've spent been on the whole the, day. The
0: holiday train here in the city
1: yeah that's what it, is. it, it would the be the lights, holiday train they're
0: handing out candy yeah santa's there santa's there yeah you know and what i mean that's a tempting train to board yeah where you're like that guy's kind of like yeah. peeing in the corner <laughs> and that's
1: like you can board it you there's, can there, i gotta get home <laughs> there's no judgment in boarding any train yeah. that's the thing that i guess we'll get to later in it um because it's another one of the descriptions of what mindfulness really is it's there's no judgment that comes with choosing to board a train sure. it's just the understanding like when you cultivate that awareness you don't identify you identify more with the awareness than you do with the the thought that yeah. you're having and so you get less lost in it and there's just more distance between you and what you're feeling seeing doing which is, is a good thing it yeah, doesn't mean that you, so too, you're you feeling yeah. less it just means you get a choice
0: you get a choice.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, something you touched on we don't even have to go this far into it because i think we kind of covered it attention to the present moment
0: attention to the present moment
1: like a lot of it is just being present yeah and not again like not boarding the train and realizing in half an hour you've been somewhere else Yeah. like it's it's,
0: very easy that's the
1: returning i think is coming back to the moment that you're in
0: yeah kind of fall victim to daydreaming Mm -hmm. about the future or kind of Harboring on the past and what could have been, what could have done differently. Yeah. You can't change anything. Yeah. You can't control anything that's going to happen, so.
1: An ounce of worry never changed anything. Yeah. Right? And Mm -hmm. so realizing, again, that the past is just your own story about mm. the things that have already happened. True, isn't um, that funny
0: too? It's your own perspective. I've yeah. asked other people their thoughts. I don't on remember things. that. Yeah, no or recollection. Have a completely different take <laughs> on completely it. completely different story, right? are like, oh. <laughs> because
1: it's, it's through your own like, ego and your own perception wow. of things. Like yeah. it kind of, it becomes your story. Mm. And the future never comes. <laughs> I mean, think of how many, I am very bad at, I have lots of conversations in the shower. <laughs> Where I'm like, you know, it's it started, you know, way back in the day, like, oh, I'm on a talk show. Oh, oh here, yeah. Here, Jimmy, this is the newest thing that oh, I'm pitching. I know?
0: practice my comedies. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Routine> nice. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. That's the best spot to do it. You yeah. know, you get that warm water on you, you mm-hmm. just kinda zone out and you're you're somewhere else. And that's fun. Like there's <laughs> yeah. there's no need to not do that, yeah. I guess. Um but um it, like how many times have those conversations actually happened? Like there are times I get heated. Where I'm like, oh, this is like something that's on my mind. And, you know, like I'll have a lot of like conversations with my dad or like, you know, people like in the church growing up that had very constrictive mindsets that I just didn't fit in. Mm. Um, And now I'll get real heated about that shit. And it's like a conversation that never happens. Or if it does happen, it's like really calm. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, what was I getting all heated about? And so the future typically doesn't come, at least not how you expect it to. So I I think that return motion is really just to the moment that you're in. Mm -hmm. And to be like, you know, whatever I'm feeling is just a feeling. It's going to pass. I'm larger than it. So being larger than whatever it is that you're feeling. But the last one is the one that I really like, and we touched on it again. It says an attitude that is is non-judgmental, curious, kind, simply observing. Mm-hmm. So awareness itself is, you know, you can really go down the rabbit hole with awareness oh, yeah. um, and be the awareness and, you know, sure. with a lot of this spiritual stuff I've been on. But... Um, the thing that I like about simply observing is again, there's no judgment that comes with the thought. So sometimes you will have a thought that's like really dark. sure, And you'll be like, oh, I'm messed up for feeling I'm that. I'm pretty
0: fucked up. Huh? And
1: and then it, you're, you're still giving it oxygen by sure. judging it. You yeah. are saying, this is a thought that I can't have. Mm-hmm. And by saying that, it only makes the thought stronger. Yeah. So you kind of feed into these things without realizing that you are doing it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a thought I shouldn't have well, it's one you're definitely going to have again now. Like you, you rejected it. So it will arise again. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's, there's a level of just observing and being curious about things about, well, why do I feel that way? Mm -hmm. What's at the heart of this? Like not judging it, but being curious about it that Mm -hmm. I think is good, not just for your relationship with your own thoughts, your own feelings, like, the internal side of things, sure. but also externally out in the world. Oh,
0: 100%. Like if we
1: were less judgmental and more curious and kind, like as, a, as an impulse at first. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there are some people that are always going to act out of malice and be terrible people. And I think those people make themselves apparent now more than ever oh, <laughs> in the chaos of the last, exactly yeah, yeah, even month um, and year. But I think opening with empathy and being like well what is making you this way mm-hmm. like you are believing some of the fear mongering that's in all of your channels yeah. and and that gives you a little bit more empathy um, for the people that are going through an equally as difficult time just in a completely different way mm-hmm. that might be opposite the aisle opposite side of an issue like if you can understand or, or just not judge it at first mm-hmm. you realize you have a choice in how you get a respond that's not just hatred or trying to tear them down but kind of goes beyond into the person that is experiencing the fear because so many people act out of fear and oh it's anyone can anyone can sympathize with that i think we've all felt fear yeah it's just it becomes certain people in a way that it doesn't have to become you you know Mm -hmm. yeah if that makes sense
0: it does make sense i uh think it's fascinating um
1: Sorry about the uh, cicadas again. <laughs> the cicada,
0: They've been cicada. on one. They, ha- I think it's the heat. I think it's yeah. the heat. But, um...
1: And, I mean, if you were underground for 17 years and you finally you broke free, up, you would, yeah. Good for
0: speak them. Speak your truth. Honestly. I'm proud of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. We could go, all learn uh, a thing or two.
0: They're all girl bosses. Every single last time.
1: <laughs> yeah. One who are we to gatekeep them?
0: Um, I lost my train of thought, so it doesn't oh, even matter. I'm Sorry. <laughs>
1: Okay. I, I brought you back to the station. Yeah.
0: No, now I'm in the present and I'm grateful for that. <laughs>
1: <It> <laughs> Non-judgmental <laughs> attitude. You're really uh, yeah. embodying this. I'm glad it's no, having an impact. Yeah.
0: Thank you <laughs> for sharing. <laughs> um,
1: but but I think the thing that we touched on before is that there's a lot of different uh, types of practices when it comes to this. Like meditation is one of them. Sure. I I've gone through phases where I journal a lot. And then I'll fall out of those phases mm-hmm. and it, I, you know, I used to judge myself for that of, oh, I got to be keeping up the practice. Sure. But when you realize that mindfulness is just kind of the the name of the game and then the medium is just however you choose to channel oh, awareness and mindfulness. there are an like,
0: infinite number of ways I feel as though you can do that.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So meditation is just one of them. I think therapy itself is a really good mindfulness practice. Yoga, breathing exercise, journaling, or just being intentional with any activity in the time you spend doing it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, if TV is your way to decompress, that's fine. Knowing how much TV is a helpful thing. Mm-hmm. Like two hours of TV really helps me. Yeah. If I watch three, then I start feeling lethargic and like I haven't done anything. And it's honestly, you know, you can get trapped in a good thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, intentional drug use. Yeah. Like, you can really uh, go off the deep end with some of that stuff. But knowing, Your All personal right,
0: limits. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not going to smoke Very till important. this time in the day. I'm, yeah. you know, only going to do this activity maybe tw- like once every two months because that's the cool down rate that I need. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think being mindful in those things allows you to be in control of them rather than them control you. Because yeah. it is super easy to get lost in the chaos. So.
0: And I think mindfulness, my, my thought came back. <laughs> I think right. mindfulness um, stems and kind of provides a lot of uh, room for you to get closer to who you are. Yeah. Uh, if you are being present and you realize that you tend to find yourself drifting off uh, in a job or a task mm-hmm. maybe it's not a good fit maybe you need to explore other options um having something where you can completely show up yeah i think is a true telltale sign of like okay this is bringing me some semblance of fulfillment this mm-hmm. is um providing some kind of structure and becoming some regular routine in my life that i'm like eager and willing yeah. to give the time to it i'm trying to reframe how i think all these uh what I originally considered to be like chores. Mm. So, like cooking for myself, yeah. it's very easy to hop on freaking Postmates or Breeds mm. or whatever. And it's like, it seems like a task. Yeah. Um, but setting aside time to kind of spend that energy towards mm. creating food for us to yeah. eat and I don't know. I think it's And, and again, everybody cool. is different in that way. Like, mm. I
1: am very appreciative that I live with you and other people <laughs> who, like, love to cook. Yeah. Because it's never been my thing. Sure. And again, I have no problem spending, like, 45 minutes meditating in my room, mm. which is my mindfulness practice. Yeah. And then when it comes to food, I'll just, like, order yeah. McDonald's. Yeah, Because like, I'm like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I was hungry, and I didn't do anything. Okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> and, and so I think, <laughs> you know, there's always... Um, ways in which you can be more mindful, Definitely. even if you're mindful in a certain regard, doesn't mean that you've got it down. Sure. Um, so yeah. And, and also too, like I think about, for example, you brought this up when we eat, we always are watching something. And I think in the past that may have been seen as lack of, a lack of intention. And in mm. a certain way, I think it is sure. like there are people who eat and are just present with the food. When you yeah. go out for dinner and it's a whole experience, you want to be present with that meal experience. Yeah. But the thing that we are being mindful about is not necessarily the food that we're eating or the show that we're watching. It doesn't even matter what we're watching. It's just that we are spending quality time together. And that's the thing that we're being mindful about. And so that takes the form of eating shitty food, watching Mm -hmm. a movie that we don't care about, ripping it to shreds, and having (laughs) a fun time as like a family. But it's, it's, again, our mindfulness is with something else. It's Mm -hmm. like... It's not necessarily, I wouldn't even consider it a bad thing. Yeah. It's just the the experience that we've learned to cultivate a specific kind, and then that's the thing we're being mindful about, of showing up in those moments instead of, you know. Like, being with our food is, it'd be weird if we were like really into the food that we were eating and not paying attention to each other. True. Yeah. You know, like sp- know, even if you have family really dinner.
0: Jets pizza.
1: That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are times where Shut we're just Yeah.
0: I'm eating. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and in those moments, again, that's the thing we're being <laughs> mindful about. Yeah. So I don't even think, I think the non-judgmental attitude is the other thing to keep in mind is like you can always do better. Sure. In, in the mindfulness way. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's no need to be like, oh, I'm really letting myself down because yeah. that that's judgmental. That's not being curious or kind to yourself. Sure. And so giving yourself that leeway um, and just observing your habits so you can learn to cultivate better ones. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the name of the game. It's not about like, we view everything through such a critical lens
0: yeah
1: of I have to, mm-hmm. but like just, it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like we all stumble. It's just about being intentional with the things that you are intentional about. Yeah. And I think that that's a great example for. I have examples of how we fail, which is going automatic. Um, And again, it's not even failure, it's just, you know, ways to grow, I think. Um, Like, I I think, I guess maybe my thoughts on this have changed since I wrote this.
0: Well, I'm I'm going to admit, because. Okay, because um, a little side tangent, this mm -hmm. is something that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, I found that I tend to struggle with forming opinions Mm. uh, because one, I like to remain neutral and make sure everyone's feeling comfortable and heard. um, So much so that I feel as though I have to get it right and have Mm. make the right decision. And then I have to live with that decision but I can't evolve. Exactly, I have to continue to back it up, um, but
1: yeah, and I think that speaks to the change that we we even talked about that of like with you know, like cancel culture or whatever, mm-hmm. like the ability to grow and change is necessary. Yeah. And that applies to your own opinions too. Like yeah. new information comes to light, and you then gotta you readjust. Readjust. Yeah. And that's
0: fine. You can That's part of, of it. Completely uh throw yourself into an idea or a theology. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and get lost in it.
0: And get lost in it and then completely abandon it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's
1: it's again returning to identity, to you, to you know, truth.
0: Mm-hmm. So what um, was the original? Well, the
1: original was how we fail. And yeah. it was kind of like, uh, you know, um, these are the ways in which you can do better, which I think is true. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I'm realizing now that, again, like wh- one of the things I have is zoning out at work. Okay. But there are certain things like work that I think we always have to do. Okay. And so it doesn't mean that you don't do those things. It just means that maybe you save yourself to be mindful about another activity. Mm. Um, I think this applies mostly to my work since I give tours I catch myself, I'll give a whole tour and be like I wasn't there for any of that like I just let my brain go automatic Um, and and so I think it applies in that way where those people showed up for a tour I want to be there with them at least in a certain part of it but even in that way like there are bits that I'm more there for and other bits where I just zone out and let them happen so I think I guess since this is through the attitude of non-judgment, I realize there's a lot of judgment in the original thing.
0: Okay. Just
1: on myself sure. for not showing up in moments where I maybe should.
0: Yeah.
1: But I, again, I think that allows me to show up more at home when I show up. Mm-hmm. To, to not have given all of myself to work and then have nothing left at the end of the day. So I think it is kind of a pacing thing yeah. that just you got to learn your own Limits and and where you want to apply yourself and give yourself make sure it's to the right things
0: that allowance to like mm-hmm. some days you're gonna have off days yeah. and you're not gonna be able to connect you have a very social job where you're interacting with yeah. many different types of people at all times and I'm an introvert exactly
1: so like I really gotta <laughs> Go zone out, out sometimes yeah. to, to just to
0: stay sane yeah
1: and to be able to socialize when I get home mm-hmm. so yeah no I, I I guess I just realized there was a lot of um, judgment in that. And also one of the other things, this is super judgy. It was a joke, (laughs) but I said one of the ways in which we fail was buying a two liter of Coke before going on a week-long vacation. (laughs)
0: Okay, that is super judgy. And what happened was... I was, I don't even buy two liters of Coke, but I was on GoPuff and it made more sense financially to get the two liter of Coke. It was when I was house sitting directly before a trip. And yes, I took a sip yesterday and it was flat as hell. And I was like, why did I do this? But it's in the trash now, so it doesn't even (laughs) It's over.
1: Yeah, no. (laughs)
0: It's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah. Again, real judgy of me. Super judgy. That's on me. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> no, no. Tell I, me didn't you need yeah, I didn't okay. need to call you out. Like that. I was just yeah. joking. Again, I called myself out for zoning <laughs> out at work, so I had to. But the other one I had was not sitting down and planning episodes out together, which sure. I think is one we can both agree on. Because we, we had that with it. this where yeah. we were going to film it right Kay. when you got back from vacation. Yeah. And we were like, maybe it makes a little more sense to talk this out and mm-hmm. make sure we're on the same page. Um, and, and that's a way in which I think we can be more mindful about this moving forward. So
0: it doesn't even mean
1: that we failed. It just means it's another way to continually grow and evolve and get better.
0: I'm trying to rethink, um, failure. Mm. Um, so I, like we took space for that Mm -hmm. one episode a couple months back. Uh, this episode's coming a week later than our usual date. It's very easy to (laughs) absorb this uh idea of just like okay. Yeah. I This is we, right, this is wrong. We made it all up. We we made up this thing. We're doing this thing. Yeah. There's no pressure to be like, Absolutely. okay, we have to hit a mark and yeah. make sure it's out it like yeah. I, this is fun and it's. It should be. I'm learning a lot. I get to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking. I feel like I am finding my voice. Um, I'm projecting. I hope you noticed how much louder I am this episode. Yeah, but yeah. Um, being
1: mindful about your. <laughs> see, that's what I mean. There's always those things, and I think before, like when I wrote this, I I think failure, it's caught in the, the the dualistic sense of things mm-hmm. where having a failure means that there's a success. Mm. And the the non-judgment that comes with awareness doesn't even label things like that. Yeah. It's just observing things as they are and realizing where you can do better. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're failing, it just means that there's an opportunity to be more mindful exactly. is what it's really about. And so, yeah, I, I guess I shouldn't have labeled this as failures. That's my ultimate. Learning because, lessons. Yeah, and and I guess the other thing you come to realize through meditation or through mindfulness is that most things are okay Mm. as they are. And it doesn't mean that things can't get better. There shouldn't be a drive to become better Mm -hmm. um, and treat other people with more respect. But like most of the time, it's not the end of the world. Our minds tell us it's the end of the world if something Mm -hmm. doesn't happen. And we're incredibly harsh on ourselves. But the more you can echo that non-judgment, that curiosity, that kindness into, well, why am I watching TV three hours a day? Yeah. Is it because there's something else going on in my life that I need to escape? Or is it just a healthy way to decompress? Sure. The more we start asking those questions, the more we can be aware of where we can do better. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't even mean that we're failing. Sometimes you are coping because you have something to cope with. Yeah. And maybe that's not the way you want to cope with it. So being mindful of that allows you to channel it into a different, like, oh, I'm going to uh, be creative. sure I'm going to work an hour a day on something creative that allows me to channel some of this sadness mm-hmm. instead of just watching TV because yeah. that's better for me. Mm-hmm. But everybody's different.
0: Yes, some people like to be physical, go to the gym, yeah. get a workout in.
1: So it's not a failure. It's yeah. just these are, these are ways to do better. And also I want to use a, a metaphor that my um, – therapist also told me shout out. that uh, yeah shout out <laughs> vanessa uh, <laughs> <Baby> it's <laughs> it's called uh bushwhacking you know like when you're carving a trail in oh, the, mm, the yeah. jungle um the, Cruise? yeah the first time you carve a trail it is incredibly tough sure so starting a new job Um, I don't know, just any new routine, journaling, Uh, meditation, it is tough at first because you are clearing a path through the jungle. Starting from
0: scratch, Yeah. yeah. It's
1: chaos that you're having to forge a path through Mm -hmm. but the more you walk it and the more you bushwhack the more that becomes a refined trail and the easier it is for other people to walk behind you or for yourself to walk again and again so anything that you do like you know you have to be incredibly mindful with it at first but then it there comes a point where it turns on automatic Mm -hmm. we don't think about eating because it just happens or breathing because it just happens
0: yeah
1: but you kind of reach a point where it might be nice to be mindful about it Sure. If you're just walking the same path to work every day, mm-hmm. right? If you take a different path and are mindful about that, then there's some adventure that comes with that. Definitely. Or, you know, like to go with the metaphor of walking the trail, like hiking mm-hmm. is intentionally doing that yeah. and like being with the experience of it. So rather than feeling like you have to bushwhack, sure. which, you know, may not make sense if there's a clear path, mm-hmm. just be with the path that you're walking. So I think it even applies to that. Um, And And I've always taken a lot of comfort in that.
0: Some real um, about-time vibes Mm. from this talk. It's very nice. Um, He decides to just be fully present, having the power to jump around time Mm -hmm. and actually experience all the good and the bad and the highs and the lows and just to be there. You notice so much. Mm -hmm. You notice so much around you and about the people around you and yourself as a... result which i think is really tight
1: absolutely um and i think that's a great yeah definitely proves what we're talking about i think Mm -hmm. like mindfulness really is the the moral of that story i think Mm -hmm. um and the last thing i just have like what you find out through mindfulness practice no matter where it is we've already talked about a lot of them uh, again, you are more than whatever thought or feeling you're experiencing. Like yes. you have control over them, and not the other way around. Exactly. You choose what you give oxygen and what you allow to come and go, mm-hmm. because you experience them. That you know you don't become them. Yeah. They come and go. You don't. And so being the thing that is constant and. Is not swayed with a certain thought or a sure. certain feeling is much more of a concrete foundation for you personally to stand upon. Yeah. So that's one of the things that mindfulness helps you kind of cultivate is that, that awareness that's behind it. I like. That. Yeah. Um, I also have. We didn't talk about this, but this is kind of where I've been at lately. You realize how cluttered your mind is mm-hmm. and how nonstop the commentary is. Wow. Um, because you have an opinion on everything. And the more that you are sitting in the train station not boarding a train, the more sure. you realize how compulsively you think and feel the need to comment on things. Wow. And again, I, I know I, I talked to you about this lately. Like I have tried to become a little more quiet and reflective in our, you know, just when I'm hanging out in the living room. Yeah. Um, and it's because I realized just how little people say despite how much they say.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I, I think... Um, I don't know a lot of people use a lot of words to say very little (laughs) and so um, there's another quote from Adi Ashanti another one of my gurus who uh, says mindless doing is not wise Mm -hmm. and I think the same thing is true for saying like it's one of those like don't speak unless you have something to say sure like actual content substance that you have the need to going back to the Ghostbusters and Oceans 11 movie
0: yeah what were you saying with yeah that?
1: What, what are you trying to say yeah, what is the content get of it.
0: it Rihanna looks great yeah yeah uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah we no are do that yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but like what is the content of the message mm-hmm. and a lot of times we just kind of talk to fill the void because mm. um, we're scared of the void rather than allowing it to be silent and to maybe not be constant chatter. It's the same is true for your thoughts and same is true, like, in the external world, I think. Like, a lot of people talking have very little to say.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's kind of not speaking unless you do have something to back it up, yeah. I guess. Um, and also, um, this, is, this is something I've been working with and I've been kind of sending you videos about, too. Mm-hmm. But the other thing it helps you realize is you're more than what you do. Yeah. Like any activity that you're doing, you will be doing another activity in a moment. And just because you're writing doesn't mean you are a writer and nothing else. Yeah. Like there's kind of a you behind that. Um, and so it, it just kind of allows you to get less lost in the chaos of it, mm-hmm. I think. So yeah, um, that's kind of the mindfulness talk. I, I do think it's a really good way to opt out of chaos. Not, sure. not opt out. I think chaos I think is always there. It's
0: always going to exist. But mm-hmm. mindfulness provides you with the tools to coexist
1: with. The yeah, absolutely. Inevitable chaos. Or, or, or just not become it. Like mm. not to get sucked in. Because mm-hmm. I do think chaos is this giant swirl. I see it, this swirling vortex, mm-hmm. right? And so you you feel the pull of it always. Sure. But it's whether or not you allow yourself to be pulled, mm. I think. Like to go back to the sitting in the train station metaphor. Like... whether or not you board the train yeah and being mindful of what it is you're feeling without judging it without feeling like it has to be different than it is like it just gives you a little more awareness of those kinds of things what naturally pulls you in you Mm -hmm. know knowing your own vices Mm there's some people that deny their vices and they think that makes them immune to them but that just makes it worse like when it comes it's going to come hard exactly um but if you have an awareness of what it is that you know pulls you in or appeals to you in that way Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to develop the good habits that prevent you from getting pulled in and that's what mindfulness really does so i can't recommend it enough yeah Yeah. whatever form it may take you know meditation journaling even just i think being creative Mm. there's a part of it that is very mindful of being with that energy or trying to you know just to get lost in the flow of it um is a very cathartic thing at times. I love that. So, yeah. yeah,
0: we've been, I think this is a great opportunity to talk about a very mindful local organization mm-hmm. that we've been following along. Uh, Chicago for keeps. They are a really cool apparel brand. Um, and every month they donate half of their proceeds to a local organization. That's awesome. That's focused on uplifting and empowering black and Brown communities. Mm-hmm. So like, and that's like minimum, at least 50%. Sometimes if they can spare it, they do a little bit more, which I think is super cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so far they've donated Again, it's to, what you can give. It's what right? you can give. And being able to be so immersed with the community, um, not only are they like raising awareness for these other organizations, like the Sodas Daughters, uh, My Block, My Hood, My City, um, they're just saying like, hey, we see you, we see all the good that you're doing. Mm. Um, as Chicago residents who care about the city, uh, we wanna keep up your efforts and kind of help promote all the good that you guys do. Cause we can do more together, which yeah. I think is all we're about here. So we love them. And each of their items are like hand embroidered by um, it's just nice. like a two woman team. Yeah. They're super sweet. And they and just like it's pretty cool. I have one of their pieces and it's crazy, like, oh, someone like mm-hmm. took time out and energy to make this piece just for me, mm-hmm. which is really yeah. dope. Yeah. What, what's
1: the best way to uh, support them?
0: Oh, well, definitely check out their Instagram. You mm-hmm. can visit them at Chicago for Keeps, F-O-R-K-E-E-P-S, or just go directly to their website, Chicago
1: Okay, awesome. That's awesome. And it's great to see people being mindful in that way. I love it. To stand for something more. Speaking of, too, coming up this next month, we have our own event that uh, you have been hard at work on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh that's definitely been contributing to the chaos that has been these past couple of weeks. But I don't know. I had this talk with you the other Mm -hmm. day that this is M3F's first event. Um, Initially, I saw it as this big kind of like, end all be all. Like, yeah. There's so much riding on this mm-hmm. and we have to prove ourselves. Uh, yeah,
1: this is like our homecoming dance. Yeah, Like we gotta, yeah. Like
0: really pull out all the stops. But I don't know. Like first and foremost, this is a cleanup event mm-hmm. and that is without a doubt happening. Yeah. So.
1: Well, what's the goal? To yeah, clean up to the clean neighborhood up the a neighborhood, little bit?
0: to clean up the neighborhood, meet some cool people. Yeah. Um, everything else is just bonus.
1: Yeah. And, so. and again, to be mindful about what it's really about. Exactly. Cause it would be easy to get sucked into the, oh, are enough people coming? Are mm-hmm. we like securing enough spots? Are we, you know, do we have the merch? Like it's really easy to get sucked sucked into that. And so again, yeah, just being mindful about what it's really about. Yeah. Like we're we're out there to make a difference, pick up some trash, make our neighborhood a cleaner place and mm-hmm. um, hopefully make some connections while we're out there and like bond and, and feel a sense of community. And if we do that, then we, we've won. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm so
0: excited. So. Yeah, all that, like, anxiety just kind of dissipated. And now I'm mm-hmm. just like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, Like, I don't know. It's happening. And it's really cool. And by the time this episode comes out, tickets will be available for sale. You can check us out. Yeah, uh, Go to our website, uh, wwwm 3 to... Just check us out.
1: hmm yeah. Is it M F Collective, right? Yeah, M
0: hyphen F Yeah.
1: And we are also on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. at M through F Co. That one's spelled out, right? Yeah. Through?
0: All spelled out. M T H R U F C O
1: Awesome. Any last uh thoughts for the episode?
0: I this was a nice one for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, a fun one. It was a fun one. And I think it's one we need it too. I'm glad we like took the time to kind of get together and I'm very excited to hear if you guys have any practices that you personally share uh, or uh, do on a day-to-day basis to practice mindfulness we think it's a really cool activity Mm -hmm. that's brought us a lot of solace
1: yeah hit us up on uh, social media again we would love to um, have you be a part of the conversation Mm -hmm. the the only thing that I'm mad if we didn't bring up is uh, Idris Elba being um, uh, knuckles
0: on ah, suicide squad
1: no um oh, for what? the new sonic movie sonic 2 he is now knuckles eat and chaos, is eat everywhere yeah right he's having a moment we'll, well talk we'll talk about this <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's gonna do it for this episode of chumps for change thank you so much for listening along and engaging with us we appreciate every bit of love you've shown us um as we mentioned before uh check us out on our website M hyphen f or follow us on instagram or twitter at m the co t h r u f c o to stay posted with all of our upcoming projects we've got a lot coming but until next time stay curious and keep creating you guys we'll see, see you next episode
1: yeah see you then